0: all right hey how y'all doing uh <laughs> um, what a way to start a, a sermon uh i'm very glad you are here uh and i'm very glad to have been led in worship um i really appreciate the band and jordy there's a new face on the base tonight <laughs> new face on the base um uh, i'm jake i'm also one of the pastors which is always weird to say uh i'm one of the elders here at the ring and uh we just want to a lot of times we take the summer we try to give josh a little rest and we also kind of let y'all hear our hearts a lot of times maybe maybe that doesn't happen but uh tonight I get, I get to preach and I would think I've done this a couple of years at least once a year and it never gets easier like I just um, I'm gonna try to vomit back if I do So, <laughs> uh, um, like I said I'm one of the elders I've been uh, I've had the pleasure and the fear to uh, teach this this summer in the summer sessions with the uh, with the community groups and um I've actually been teaching or facilitating uh, a class on humility. And humility is, is, uh, is a great component of what I'm going to teach on tonight. I hope no one sighed from the classes. Um, don't leave because it's totally new. i got a whole new deal. And don't get mad because it might be better than what I taught you in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, But uh, it's new stuff. Let's, uh, let's jump right on in and, uh, and pray because I need it. And uh, So here we go. Father God, we... Um, we come to you tonight, Father, and uh, really, truly want you to speak, Father. Lord, take away any fear, or nervousness, or quickness. Help there to be uh, comfort here as I stand before my family, my community. Lord God, may your will be done. Honestly, may it not be cliche. May what you want to be said and may you want to be heard, may that be done here in this place tonight with this, this group, this body. We love you, Father. Lord Jesus, we're here because of you. We have abundant life because of you. And we just praise you for it. Uh, we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Let's, uh, let's open up to uh, Matthew chapter 18. Can y'all see me if I step down? <laughs> like I went invisible. <laughs> I can't see y'all, so I'm going to step down. What I want to do tonight is, uh, is look at Christ and the disciples, which is always really fun. I don't know if you've ever uh, connected the dots with the disciples, but they're a really crazy group of guys, a lot like us. And so let's, uh, let's go on there, 18, 18 verse 1 through 4, hey, hey. says, uh, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's, uh, that's where we want to camp tonight. I'll, I'll do some flipping, but I don't, I, I'd like y'all just to stay there because that's the guts. That's the meat and potatoes. And uh, it's an odd deal. It seems like such, a, such an easy thing to do but it's uh it's actually pretty hard to do that to become like a child um i'm not sure i truly understand what it what it really means but i'm going to give you some some context in the disciples uh in their world in that day um like i say i i picture them to be like a group of us you know i have a group of friends that would be y'all and uh so maybe not all of us but uh but it is. Uh, I picture it to be just a bunch of guys trying to trying to walk life. You know, doing the best they can. Uh, good times. Good times. I'm sorry. I went uh, good times on y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, the disciples. It, it's odd because they there was a, a degree of jealousy in their uh, midst, and you'll read it. You read it here, kind of, if you if you find it. But they came to Jesus. And they said they said who's the greatest in the kingdom and so um, me reading it not so much out of context but if I start it at chapter 18 I'm assuming they want to know the greatest the greatest follower of Christ ever um, so I'm assuming they're looking for a, an Abraham or a Moses or a David or a, you know all the the giants of the faith and it turns out that in my reading, in my commentaries, things like that, that these jokers may have actually wanted him to say one of them. And, uh, and that's, that's funny to me. It's funny, even though I'd, I would do the same thing, you know. I, I long for acclaim. I long for, for that, uh, you know, that, that recognition. But Jesus, uh, he kind of flips it. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, some of that is 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 because of a few things. Uh, we take Peter, for instance um, peter i, I don 't know if you 've ever thought this, maybe that Peter was a favorite. you hear a lot about Peter a lot, you know, and so you look back, Peter got to walk on the water I mean he did it he jumped out there um, Peter walked on water <laughs> in the verses before the uh, tax collectors came to Peter and said hey does your does your teacher does your rabbi pay taxes and uh, Peter said well, yeah, and so he went back to Jesus. He kind of answered on his behalf went back to Jesus Jesus said okay, we'll pay the tax. He said go throw a hook go, go fishing and the first uh, Fish you catch it'll have a shuffle in its mouth and pay the taxes for you and I Do paid Peter's taxes like that's awesome Uh I think that's where some of the jealousy comes in Peter also uh, Peter also was part of the three Peter James and John that went up on the Mount at the time of trans, uh, transfiguration and so in that group of, of 12 at the time that were walking with with Christ to Jerusalem walking with Christ to the cross regardless of what they knew I, I believe that there was there was competition there may have been jealousy there was there was Basically, brotherhood. You know, are y'all getting the same feedback I am? Is it? Is it good? You hear me? All right. Um, That may be the Lord speaking in my ear. All right. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So, so here we are. A group of men. They're standing around, and as usual, um, I'm assuming there's a group of men, his disciples, there, his rabbi. They're following him. There's more than likely also a group of followers who have come to know Jesus' renown and hang on his every word. And I can only imagine that they're hanging on his every word. I mean one of the one of the guys says, I want to know who the greatest is. I'm sure crickets like automatically, we're we're ready. We're pumped and primed and ready to go. And so Jesus doesn't answer right away. He redirects. And that's what he does with us a lot of times. He he redirects. And he doesn't answer he says um, he says uh, truly unless I uh, truly I say to you unless you turn and become like little children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven so if you notice that's not the answer (laughs) like they said who's the greatest and he told them hey unless you're like this you're not even you're not even in it and so here we are speaking truth um, him redirecting—I'm not sure what spirit it was set in, if it was a rebuke or not—but he he takes it a step further. Uh, also with the child, what he does is uh, then he answers. He says, "Unless you humble yourself like this child, then will you get in? Then will you uh, be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" And again, culturally, just to try and help, this is this is not expected like Jesus. Jesus is always just shocking them, just killing them. And this kid, he calls a, a kid over, and he says, unless you're like this kid, then, then you're not getting in. Unless you're like this kid, then you'll be the greatest. Kids were like women uh, back in the day. This is not, not a joke, <laughs> Reynolds. Uh, this is, uh, kids were like women. Honestly, that culture, uh, children and women were just disregarded. They were not um, valued in... Certainly uh, spiritual religious circles, so for him to reach over or to call over a child I, That had to be mind-blowing if I was a disciple, I would just quit asking stuff because he would just be killing me like I, I don't know Let's look at his, his answer one more time. He says truly. I say to you unless you turn become like children You will never enter the kingdom of heaven King James Version says be converted and become like children ESV turn become New Living Translation uh, turn from sins and become and this is what this is what I want to look at tonight is just The the turning that we're in need of as God's people Um, The the about face the repentance the place that we've gone from children To where we need to come back to those children So we're gonna look we're gonna look at um a little bit of what it what it means to be childlike and then we're gonna look at humility and, uh, and we'll be done that's uh, seven pages though so you know I'm, no. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about kids um, I'm not the resident expert on kids but I do have them and they are awesome <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, a couple characteristics of, of children as I was just studying and I, I uh, agree with these. Um, children are quick to believe, they're quick to trust, they're they're uh, dependent, and they are um, they have a strong desire to make others happy. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make a disclaimer. And even one of the one of the words, one of the Greek words in the passage, was translated as infant. So, in my world, I'll use my world, so I don't hurt anybody's feelings except for Addie. Hi, Addie. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> who knew the one person who walked out would be Addie? Uh, <laughs> uh, he called, let's say he called an infant over, and, and my infant is Jack. Uh, Jack is three, Addie is uh, soon to be seven next month, or August, September, sorry. And um, I see those things in Jack. Jack, a lot of you know, a lot of you even just seeing here on Sunday nights, is, is fearless, um, he's carefree, he is uh, uh, very joyful. Um, when I say that he's eager to make other people happy, that's, that's Jack. He, he, he wants you to laugh at him, to laugh with him, to smile at him. Um, but the, the two big things that, that play along with us are the trust and the dependence. And so, you think about a young kid like that, about an infant, and never have I come home from work and found Jack pouring over the want ads with a red Sharpie, you know, Xing out this and circling that and circling this. I come home from work providing for Jack. We've never, I've never really pushed that on him, but that's kind of a guilt trip he's not ready for. Um, <laughs> I come home working for Jack, uh, for Chris, for Addie, for Joe, Um, Jack's three He's not worried About where his next meal comes from Um, He's not worried About his bed that evening He doesn't really care He doesn't really care about those things Um, Jack's just rocking and rolling You know he And honestly the connection If you hadn't got it is we've, we've moved from that And in no way Does the scripture He says like a child as you turn and become like children. We're not talking like Benjamin Button. We're not talking about become, become young children. We're talking about taking on the characteristics of children. So let's, let's think about that, the trust, the dependence, the, uh, the yearning to make others happy. Ha- are we still there in our spiritual walks? You know, as a, as a father, um, I, as, I've, as I've read and taught about the, or as I've read and put all this stuff together, It's joyful. It's joyful to think about Jack how he doesn't have to worry about those things Um, How he's not consumed with that how the cares and the anxieties of this life haven't really hit him yet And I'll be honest Addie's going on uh, seven She's not even at that young age. She's not quite where Jack is. She's starting to 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 begin independence and and to begin um, where she's starting to understand and so this is this is where I'm at tonight is I just want to talk with you about that turn. Let's let's go back. Let's go back so um, Along with that uh, When I say let's go back like I say I think we've we've walked away from it. I, I think that we've grown older and, and the Bible talks about uh, spiritual maturity um, not craving the milk anymore you know growing that is a total different context this is in relation to our father there's no reason for us as young people as children as infants as adults as older adults to ever walk away from from god you know he's always that father that father's status never changes our earthly status it changes a little bit i left my father and my mother i i uh, cleaved <laughs> cleaved to christy and we are cleavers and uh, so and and now we have begun that same we have been blessed to have that same aspect I have that relationship with my son what has not changed my relationship with my father regardless of how old or extremely young I really am you know (laughs) Um, so you've got you've got a you've got a kid that he brings over you got an infant And you've got uh, uh, humility he rocks them he rocks them with this kid that five seconds ago didn't even matter in their lives in their mind in their world he wasn't even a factor he was some kid playing in the dirt and now Christ is using him to to teach and not only to teach but to show him who's gonna be the greatest in heaven but he talks to him about in that in verse uh, in verse 4 that's when he answers him says whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and i i guess i just want to walk with you through some humility like i say i've been teaching this class and been immersed in it and i'm going to throw some some quotes at you just bear with me but they're extremely fruitful quotes um uh, cj mahaney wrote a book that that i'm using in the class it's about uh it's about that thick it's like 170 pages by this big like height bathroom read well for some people <laughs> uh, 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 Andrew Murray same thing a pamphlet book um, extremely good books on humility Mahaney much much easier to read um, Murray thick 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 but, but it's good um, I'll tell you this uh, humility is described so many ways I just want to paint this picture for you like I'll read these quotes to you Humility is, uh, is considered lowliness of mind. Humility is, the, uh, is honestly assessing ourselves in the light of God's holiness and of our sinfulness. They, uh, they all start to blend together because there's one central theme. John Calvin says the same thing, it's evident that man never attains to a true self-knowledge until he has previously contemplated the face of God and come down after such contemplation to look into himself as those two and this one here this is from Murray I can say Murray's almost old English writing when the creature realizes that God's is the true nobility and consents to be with his will his mind his affections the form and the vessel in which the life and glory of God are to work and manifest himself he sees that humility is simply acknowledging the truth of his position as creature and yielding to god in his place let me sum all that up humility is acknowledging the truth of who god is and who we are creator and creature and there's nothing derogatory about that it's the truth we are his creations and we've come so far how can we as creations walk away from that that dependence and that trust of our father it's kind of mind-boggling Sorry. Nope. Um, uh, A guy named Warren Wearsby said it means avoiding two extremes. Um, And this is an issue we had in our class. You know, uh, you talk about that definition of being low of mind. And the lower you can get, I believe, the better. But I was asked the question can you go too low? You know and and that's a it's a hard question you know if we're trying to trying to become nothing trying to become that entire sense of nothingness in humility trying to uh, to become that empty vessel that the idea that that God can use me I can be used in God's will as an empty vessel don't come to him bringing any skill or gift or thing like that but that idea what happens if you swing the other way and you don't think anything of yourself is that humble his definition addresses that it says it means avoiding it means avoiding two extremes thinking less of yourself than you ought to or thinking more of yourself than you ought to a truly humble person does not deny the gift god has given but uses them to glorify god and uh like i say that that helps me because i I fight my spirit fights humility I don't want to be that doormat that everyone walks over but I don't want to hold um, I don't want to hold to something that I'm not to, to be myself to be humble to be used by God um, humility is uh, I'm going to talk about pride for a second because it's hard to frame humility without framing pride uh, they're they're very similar humility is uh The only way that you can come into God's presence you think about prayer you think about worship you think about about anything it takes a um, It takes a bending of the heart. It takes a a reverence a humility to even come before God Um, But then you look at pride and this is where our our issues are I'm, I'm right here with you guys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna maybe talk about a few uncomfortable things, but but i'm not talking at you i'm talking with you pride is um, uh, everyone's very uh, aware of pride everyone's very uh, very versed in pride um uh, she, uh mahaney says that it's not um it's not if you're fostering pride somewhere in your life it's where you're fostering pride and i don't mean to be defeatist but if you think about it sin is uh the root of sin is pride um Murray says that that the root of, uh, sorry, uh, pride is not just the the first of the seven deadly sins. It's the root of all sin. Um, that pride can be the sufficient explanation of every defect and every failure. I don't want you to drift off or think about something else. But it takes some time this week. Take some time tonight and think about that. Pride. Everything is traced back to pride. Not only is it the first sin. It's the first sin that just happened to I did there uh, <laughs> it's the first sin Adam and Eve the first scriptural sin that we know of Satan twists us tempts us using pride using status to be as higher higher than God and he totally just um, you can't help but be kind of mad at Adam Adam and Eve uh, but we're the same people we're the same men. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, pride is, uh, not, like I said, sufficient uh, explanation of every defect, every failure. Um, if we go back and we look at humility, like I said, if, if you accept my definition, that humility is the contemplation of God's face, the understanding, the acknowledging the truth of who God is, and then the understanding of who we are in that place, yielding to his will. If you accept that then pride is the the twisting of that definition pride falls short like so many things that are sin pride takes your heart it takes your mind takes what you think and it compares to others it compares way lower than god here we compare humility the right comparison pride the wrong comparison i can look um in our community especially in our generation i would say so there's a there's a not an undercurrent but a but a a ribbon of pride running through us Um, a lot of times that pride to me um, manifests itself in entitlement Um, my uh truck uh like if i see someone if i compare if i use that lateral comparison if i take matt iglesias he's got this four door white tundra the back window comes down automatically it's beautiful I drive an 88 Dodge Ram Charger with no AC <laughs> in some plane that could cause a problem for me every other day <laughs> uh, I just don't understand why he won't give it to me it says it in X. I need a truck with a lowering rear window and um, he won't give it to me But you think about our community, um, you think about uh, those comparisons and how destructive they are. When we have a father, a father's relationship, we have materials that we look at, and and, and I, I'll be honest with you, there are times that I've asked God, why? Why can't I have that? Why I'm I'm working hard? I have a family and a, I mean a child and a family, a wife and a family. I'm uh, <laughs> in baby. I have a baby in <laughs> a family uh, uh, I have all these things but why do you, you guys ask yourself these questions I mean we look at we look at comparisons we look at um, and how we're treated differently um, there have been a few instances lately where I've seen that, that folks got upset they weren't invited to the same functions. Um, that and and found their value in those things we find our value in these things materials, our friend circles, our, our, uh, here's a big one, our boyfriend, our husbands, not mine, (laughs) Uh, wait, that's that old joke, Uh, boyfriends, husbands, wives, girlfriends, Um, especially like I say our generation, our community, we're a rather young community and so I don't, it's a given that we're going to sit here and say that a lot of times. What's wrong with me, Father? I, I'm not dating anyone. Uh, what's wrong with me, Father? I, I need someone that I can be married to. And, and those things are, if you listen to what I just said, they're, they're prideful. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But when you say, Father, I need this. Father, I need that. That's, that's when we take our humility that we came into God with and we totally throw it out the window and we're we're saying to God that I know better than what you do. I I know better than you. And you go back to the beginning, you go back to this kid. These disciples, they all had answers. They all had ideas. Oh man, I hope he says me. I've been really good this month. I'm I'm the greatest in heaven, come on. But he says, he says like a kid, like a child who doesn't even worry about these things, like a child who who hasn't even developed pride yet? Man, what would it look like for us to go back to that? For us to turn and repent, to be converted from and to become like children who. who I, I was doing the lesson. Jack doesn't know what trust even means. Jack doesn't know what dependence means. And yet we have walked away from those uh, concepts altogether. Um, I. Uh, I hope no one's sitting here and saying Jake it's real hard for me to hear you preach that um, you you can't talk about entitlement issues you can't talk about pride you you've got a, a, a wife and a, a great really I have a great marriage if you didn't know it. <laughs> you have a great marriage because I just told y'all and you have kids you've already got kids and and you've got a, a house and a home you're incredibly handsome, and you're, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to slide it. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about pride. Okay. Um, um, there have been times, there have been times when I've struggled. There, there are times when I've struggled. We got, uh, we got three perfect kids, honestly. Um, there are times when I wish uh, Addie didn't have the burden that she had. why why you know she's beautiful she's amazing and yet something in me sometimes says hey it's not fair God it's not what she deserves it's not what I deserve hey what does that mean what does that mean what am i creation creator saying I deserve where where has that come from in our spirits And I think, uh, I don't know, I just, it's tough. I I just want to go back. After coming through this, I want to go back to where I trust in him fully, where I depend on him wholeheartedly, where I take the cares and the understanding that I've developed. I've become a man. Man, that's not worth anything. Now I'm here at 34 and I'm wishing I could get back. I'm wishing I could get back to what trust and dependence I had, And I think he's calling us to do that tonight. I think he's doing that. He's grabbing that kid and he's saying, you know, I don't know what your motives are. Or he did. (laughs) I know what your motives are. But you're asking the wrong questions. You're looking for the wrong answer. This is what is, this is who's greatest. This is who enters the kingdom. Is he who's humble like a child. Becomes like a child. Um, i I don't think I'm gonna to turn to a scripture y'all, y'all stay put um, I don't think he's mad at us for asking why again I wish that our spirits have turned from the asking why but I, I don't think he's mad at us. Um, Philippians 4 6 and 7 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus he says it right there. Let your request be made known to God. I think He wants it. He, just like everything else, He wants your cares. He wants your your yoke, your burden. He asks us to take that and to give it to Him, and for Him to give His. He's got something so much better for. Him. Um. Jack, uh, going back to that that point about about us saying that we need something, or or pride being the control that we take from God Jack has never come to me and said you know dad I think I need you to set up a college tuition fund you know he's an infant he doesn't understand that he's never said you know I think I think I should eat more carrots so my eyesight will be fortified when I get older never never Uh, he, but, but he also does tell me what he thinks he needs. Yeah. Dad, I need a Coke. You know, and it's 830 at night. I mean, his eyes are bugging out of his head and he's shaking. I need a Coke. No, you don't need a Coke. I'll tell you what you need. You have to trust me. So I'm starting to see some of the trust, uh, the trust wane. Let me read you uh, two more scriptures. Um, this one, first one is in, uh, is in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I picked it because it made sense. It fit. (laughs) Lean not on your own understanding. In every way, acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight. Just over in Psalm, Psalm 37 which is a a kick butt Psalm all the way down. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself for the one who prospers in his way or the man who carries out evil. Places in scripture where he tells us us to give him our ways. To give him our understandings of how of how things are gonna work. And it's tough. I'm not flipping about this. When I talk about people desiring relationships, desiring marriages, desiring children, that's nothing to joke about or take a stab at. These are issues that, that many of us dealt with, we or deal with. But it's in his time, in that verse, in the verse seven of the Psalm, Psalm thirty seven. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way let me tell you what I think I think that we've had people who may have uh, may have questioned in the past but we have seen sustenance we've seen trust we've seen God come through Uh, praise God I've I've talked with all these folks uh, the Lawrence's Jess and Matt Um, where i'm not sure the exact time frame uh, but there there was a time maybe in their lives where where things might have been difficult to understand um things weren't going their way i guess in, in having children or and so they prayed to the father they they began to wait patiently on the lord and yesterday we went to a party for the adoption of crystal and angel amazing god sustained them it was probably hard for jess probably hard for matt because we want stuff to happen now because we think we know better than God or our way is going gonna, it's, it's gonna to happen. How amazing is that for them to have adopted these two girls? A beautiful picture. The Ballers, Ashley and Ernie are in the nursery tonight. There was a time um, of great sadness in their household where they lost a child um, extremely late. I'm sorry, I don't know the, the exact week, but extremely late into the pregnancy. Me, I would have issues. My pride would flare. How come? Why, God? Why, Why can't I just have a normal pregnancy? A normal pregnancy where, where the baby's here and everything's fine and we're a family. I, I would struggle with that. You know what? God's timing. They're in the nursery with their three-year-old son and their five-month-old baby. Praise God. Fisher and Trace. The... Um, Hawthorne's, uh, Kyle and Ashley. Again, another another place where we want to have a kid and it's just not on their time frame. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there may have been some anxiety. I don't want to speak on behalf of Kyle and Ashley. You need to hear their story from them. Sustaining. We're expecting the birth. When's, when do you do, Ash? January. Same with Meg. January. December, oh gosh, I gotta get ready. <laughs> Megan, and Kenny, same exact question. Why, why are we, un, why are we you know, unable to have kids? I'm not I'm speaking on their behalf, but, but things where we're, we're making those lateral prideful comparisons and going, well, how come they can do it and, and I can't? How come they have these kids and I can't have kids? Or how come this family looks like this and my family doesn't? Praise God, due in December on God's timing. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Fret not for yourself. Man, amazing. Martha, not here, but not in jail. (laughs) So, let her know. Okay, I didn't quite talk to Martha. (laughs) Am I over on time? (laughs) Martha, uh, Martha was, um, I won't say rescued by the ring. She was rescued by God over the course of several years. Rescued. I'm sure for Martha, a stressful time. I'm sure for Martha, not the path that she wanted to be on, but yet she sustained. God has sustained her and brought her to an amazing place, a, a beautiful a beautiful part of this congregation, this body. Um, oh. A Personal note, and I, I just hope this helps some of you. Um, Chris and I, we're the same way. We had Addie, uh, we, we've been married nine years now. We had Addie, uh, 12 years ago. Wait, no, um, uh, we had Addie, and uh, things were rock and rolling. Uh, our family was growing, and we were ready for new kids. No, no, <laughs> we were ready for more children, ready to uh, to bring our family. Now we're ready for new kids. Uh, uh, we, we honestly I, again I, I hope this is fruitful to some of you we had two miscarriages between Addie and, and Jack and that is sustaining for God to sustain for God to provide on his timing for me and Chris to throw out our understanding to lean on, on his to, to, to um, commit our way to the Lord to wait patiently on him you know what his sustenance turned into? Jack and Joe. Amazing, awesome, awesome. They're they're they're. I don't know if I said it. They're awesome. We uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you all my cards because I'm like that. J- Josh actually took some time this year and and, uh, and talked with us about sermon prep. As you can tell, I may have thrown all, <laughs> a lot of that out the window. Um, Josh came to a point. He said an important point is uh, who's the hero. And that's a beautiful question who's the hero of the passage that we're looking at (laughs) Christ is the hero they're on their way to Jerusalem they're on their way to his death these disciples think that he's going to set up his kingdom and probably asking in that vein probably asking I wonder if I'm gonna be his his right-hand man I'm gonna wonder if I'll be his main general whatever every step Jesus took that we read about is a step to his death. I forget that. You read in the Bible, he's going to, he's going to Bethpage or Bethany or Jerusalem. Or, and it really doesn't matter. His whole ministry was going to perform the greatest act of humility that we'll ever know. He's the utmost authority on humility. Excuse me, he's a God, a man dying for his creation. And so why have we walked so far from that trust and that dependence? Um, let me read you Philippians two eight. Actually, I'm a, I'm gonna read you uh, a couple of verses because this is this is uh, awesome. Complete my joy being in the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind. There's no pride in that verse. There's no pride. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. It doesn't say it but that is humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you look not to his own interests but also to the interests of others have this mind among yourselves which is yours in christ jesus who though he was in the form of god did not count equality with god a thing a thing to be grasped i'm going to continue Uh, i had a boss who was a jehovah's witness and he would pound on me with this verse that, that means he's not God, the, the, the uh, uh, oh my gosh, the Trinity is not real. This verse proves it. This verse proves it. I read the Greek. I read the interpretations of the deal. Not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. That grasped said a thing to be held on to. Praise God. Where Jesus held on to his position in heaven instead of coming down and doing what he said not counter quality with god a thing to be grasped a thing to be held on to a thing to be let go of but made himself nothing taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men thank god and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross that is our humility story murray says that the cross his salvation is our humility his humility was our salvation it, it, it's it's a beautiful picture if if pride is ingrained in us if if uh, Mahaney points a he paints a picture of a seed you can't grow an oak tree out of a mustard seed and so if Adam's seed was pride if he had that ingrained sin in him and we've not benefited from that we've uh, inherited the same sin Then if our pride if our sin is from one man, then our humility must be from another and that's what this is Being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross Yeah, he's our hero Uh, He makes all this possible Uh, There's just not much more to say about it Um, Come a long way and uh let me, let me finish up here. Other than knowing the facts, other than knowing what pride does in our life, other than knowing what, how important humility is in our life, how do we turn? Um, real quickly, I have, I have uh, three uh, small points. How do we turn? You humble yourself. He pounds us all through the Bible. Humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself. And remember, lowliness of mind. Bring your eyes, bring your mind, bring your thoughts of your own self low and let God fill you, become that empty vessel. Let God will and work in your life. Be low to surrender. We all have the cares and the anxieties. We all have issues. We all have those thoughts that we talked about, some of the big ticket items. Um, we've also got day to day stuff I've got, I've got stuff I've got to do at work tomorrow I don't think you know where, where the Bible says cast all uh, your cares on him for he cares for you I, I don't think that means we're responsibility free it means we're carefree it means there's peace there and that's, that's what happens when you cast on him so you humble yourselves you surrender a beautiful picture of surrender again where he tells you take my yoke upon you you're not double yoked, you have to lay your yoke down to pick his up. Throw your, cat. cast your cares, cast your anxieties. Pick up my yoke, my labor, my burden is light, my burden is easy. He, he desires that of us. And three, in turning, in repenting, prayer and thanksgiving. Again, signs of, of humility. You cannot pray, think about this. There is no prayer in pride. I, I, think, that, I think that you can physically pray in pride but I think the prayer that you offer to God starts in humility. It is, a, it is a reverence, it is a, God, you are greater than I. I am in need of help, I am in need of wisdom, I am in need of love, I need you. Father, please do this for me. Prayer and thanksgiving. Mahaney talks about, about thanksgiving. He's real big on when you wake up and when you go to sleep. And uh, things I don't really ever think of, I'm not gonna go into all the points, but. Um, One of the points is before you put your first foot on the ground in your waking moment when your eyes, your eyes may be closed Thank God for that day. Thank God that That you are awake that you're about to put that foot on the ground Because you surrender your uh, Competence you surrender your strength you surrender your will in that day. It's, It's just a good way to start Um I think I'm there. Um, I'm at the end. I, I, I said a lot and I, I knew I was going to say a lot and I just, I pray that, uh, that God would have spoken through me, you know. Um, the main beef, <laughs> meat and potatoes is that if he says that the child is the greatest, if the child will enter the kingdom, then what do we need to do to come back to that childlike faith? Where are we fostering pride? Where, are we, where is entitlement reigning in our lives? Where is humility dead? Where have we killed humility? Where have we taken trust and surrender and thrown him out? Where have we taken dependence and become totally independent? That's a lot of questions too. <laughs> just please, even if it's tonight before you, before you go to sleep, just ask him, where have I walked away from you in trust and dependence? Where have I become God of my own life? Where have I pushed you aside? And uh, I I pray that you would do that. I pray not only that you would ask, but I pray that he would give you answers, and I pray that we would all repent and turn in that vein. So let's pray. Father God, um, Lord, we praise you. Lord, you sent your son, and he gave us the cross. Lord God, he gave us new life. Um, he ingrained in us that humble spirit that we can all attain. Father God, may we not look to our own selfish ambitions. May we not look to our own understanding. Lord, again, may we just, today, tonight, this week, even if it's only to our next sermon, Father God, we, we pray that we would look at our lives and see where we've taken control, where we've we've uh, lost your trust, we've lost our trust in you, where we've, we've stopped depending on you. Um, May we come back to that childlike understanding, (laughs) that childlike faith, the childlike just characteristics where trust and dependence didn't matter because we were so provided for and so cared for that that there was no need to even understand those those points. Father, be praised, Lord Jesus, for the cross. Lord, thank you for not going crazy with these disciples thank you for teaching them that day, and thank you for teaching us this day. Lord, we love you, and pray that you help us repent, help us turn, and come back to that to your your children. May you be our daddies. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, and we ask all this in your name, amen. So I stand up, yeah.